0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read PG-13.
1: Well, if you didn't like this past weekend, you don't like NFL playoff football. It does not get any better than that. Absolutely phenomenal four games listen, it's not even debatable, right? That was the best weekend in the history of the National Football League. As bad as the games were last week, these games that we saw on Saturday and Sunday, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, you look at what the Niners did with grit, with defense, with determination. I mean, that team just has it. You know, they just have it. And that win against Green Bay, when the Packers took the opening kickoff, and I hate deferring in that situation, and I said that on Friday. I, I would never defer in that situation. Green Bay gets the opening kickoff. They go right down the field, and you're like, uh-oh. But the Niners kept hanging around. They kept hanging around. They kept hanging around. You know, they get the block field goal. They get the block punt. And that's just a gritty, gritty, gritty football team. That's all you can say about that. And now they're going to take on the Rams. We know that from the Rams' perspective, the 49ers are their nemesis. You know, the real key right now for San Francisco are their injuries. And we'll have to wait for the injury report to come out on Wednesday. But that would be, to me, the biggest concern right now, the health of the 49ers. They had a lot of injuries uh, in that football game. All right, a lot of people talking about last night and the decision by the Buffalo Bills with 13 seconds left, not the squib kick. I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. First of all, on a squib kick, you can still fair catch the football. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the ball could go out of bounds. You'd get the ball at the 40-yard line. Number three, um, you know, I mean, you you could, you know, pick up the ball and run for 20 yards, in six seconds and have the ball near midfield. I mean, there are a lot of scenarios. I guess here's the point I'm trying to make. If you cannot win a football game, when a football team, your opposition has the ball at the 25-yard line, okay? At the 25-yard line with 13 seconds left. And you allow them in 10 seconds, in 10 seconds, you allow them to complete two passes down to your 30. I don't want to hear about the kickoff. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, gee, you know what? The Bills should have just held on the first two plays. They would have been five-yard penalties. You know what? You're right. They should have. There are a lot of things they could have done. But the first thing they could have done is, you know, play defense, especially on the second play to Travis Kelsey. You cannot give him a free release off the line of scrimmage. I mean, what what the hell kind of defense is that by Leslie Frazier? I mean, seriously, you know, I don't have a problem with the kickoff. Again, I'll take my chances with 13 seconds left at the 25 yard line. I mean, come on. 13 seconds left at the 25 yard line. You can't win a football game when your opposition is first and 10 at their own 25. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, the Bills have no one to blame but themselves. And, yes, it was a great performance by Josh Allen. And it was a maybe the as good as any football game that I've seen, and I know that's saying something. I'm sure you're probably saying the same thing. But that was just a NFL classic. Josh Allen, great. Patrick Mahomes, great. Coaching, not so great. You know, I'm sorry, but you cannot – that is just bad coaching. There's just no other way to say it. You know, and if you're a coach, you know, you have to realize that, okay, hey, you know what? I tell my defensive players, grab every receiver on the field, get a five-yard penalty. By then, there will be, what, eight seconds left. Do the same thing on the next play. Then you're down to one play left, and it's got to be a Hail Mary. Or if you don't want to do that, you got to give a chuck at the line of scrimmage, especially on Travis Kelsey. It may not be so easy on Tyreek Hill, but on Kelsey, it's – come on. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a bad job. Not as bad as we saw from Todd Bowles in Tampa with the Blitz on Stafford, and it was pitch and catch to Cooper Cup. That, that, That makes no sense. And I'm glad that Tony Dungy on NBC Sunday night ripped the play call of Todd Bowles and the Blitz. I mean, what are you thinking about? You want the game to go to overtime? Why take a chance and blitz? You don't need the blitz there. Uh, Stupidity. It made no sense. You know, it's like we saw last year when the Jets and they 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 blitzed. Greg Williams blitzed on the Raiders, right? And it was a wide open touchdown. Stupidity. I, I don't understand this sometimes. Coaches get too damn cutesy. Use your freaking brain. Let's go to basic common sense. 13 seconds left. The Chiefs have the ball on their own 25-yard line. Right? Two plays, they're at your own 30. Think about that. Two plays, they're at your own 30. And that's the number one defense in the National Football League? Please. So I don't want to hear about the kickoff. There are a lot of things that could happen on a squib kick, all right? A lot of things. You know, the the ball could also, by the way, go all the way into the end zone, and it would be a touchback anyway. Or if you do a pooch kick, you can fair catch it. I mean, there are a lot of variables there. Or you could just fall on the ball. That would take one second. When they lined up for the game-tying field goal, there were three seconds left. So I think people are making too big of a deal on the squib kick. I really do. You're assuming that the Chiefs are going to pick up the ball and run with it, which would take several seconds. You, you don't know that. What I do know is my defense, any defense, of the 32 teams in the NFL should be able to prevent a team with 13 seconds left from going from the 25-yard line all the way to the 30-yard line on the other side of the field. That's what I do know. And that did not happen. Absolutely ridiculous. And then you got the Rams, who did everything in their power to lose that football game, and they were bailed out, in my opinion, by a terrible, terrible decision, as I said, by Todd Bowles. You know what? Maybe the Rams win the game in overtime anyway. Although I would not have liked their chances because Tampa had all the momentum. Did they not? They had all the momentum. Now we wonder what's going to happen with Brady. What's going to happen with Rodgers? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you, you can't have it any better than he had it. Number one seed, Niners played on Sunday night, make the trip to your place on Saturday, wind chill at zero. I mean, you got everything. You got Trent Williams banged up in the fourth quarter. I mean, you couldn't have it any better. Aaron Rodgers did not play well after the first drive. You know the Packers really didn't play that well. San Francisco, man, they remind me a lot of the Giants in the year that the Giants, the fir- well, I could go with two their their last two Super Bowls, but their first Super Bowl, wild card win at Tampa. The Cowboys were the number one seed. They went to Dallas and won that game. I was there with my two boys. If you're keeping score at home, got tickets on StubHub, sitting in the end zone. Giants win that game, and then the following week, the Giants went into Green Bay. It was the wind chill was 20 below, and it was Brett Favre's last game as a Packer. The Giants win in overtime. Lawrence Tynes, the game-winning kick, who, again, talked to Robbie Gold during the week. Gave him a little advice for kicking in that atmosphere on that field, in that situation. The Niners remind me a lot of the Giants. They really do. Excellent defense, excellent pass rush, solid run game. No question about that. Now, Eli was better than Garoppolo at that point in his career. Eli was brilliant in the playoffs. No interceptions, no turnovers. I mean, he was unbelievable. But Garoppolo, i got to give that guy all the credit in the world. All he does is win. You know, and 49er fans still want to get on his case. All he does is win. You know, I know a lot of fans were moping and whining and complaining about the interception that he had at the goal line. You know what turned that drive around? Trent Williams with the hold. Niners were going in for a touchdown. They would have had the ball at the two. Trent Williams with the hold. They get backed up and then Garoppolo throws the pick. And I'm not saying that the pass was good. I'm not saying that, you know, you can't nitpick a little bit. But the reality is that play never happens if it's not for the holding call on Trent Williams. I mean, that's just the way it is. Trent Williams with a hold. Niners were going in for the touchdown there. And then Garoppolo turns the ball over. But even with that said, you know, the 49ers figure out a way to win the game. If you're a Titans fan, you know, to me, it's very simple. Ryan Tannehill is not the guy that's going to take you to the Super Bowl. That's it. Not the guy. Give Cincinnati all the credit in the world. And how about Joe Burrow? You know, we talk about Mahomes. We talk about Allen. You got Burrow in his second year. Think about the future of the NFL with these young quarterbacks. I mean, really impressive. If you lose Brady and Rodgers this year, And you lost Breeze last year. No problem. You got Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. And you got Herbert with the Chargers all ready to come up and take their place. Allen and Mahomes have already done that. Really impressive what's going on in the NFL. And then the Rams. Listen, the Rams won the game. That's all that matters. You know, it may not have been pretty. You know, they may have collapsed. Doesn't matter. All you got to do is win in advance. That's what they did win and advance. Now, the Rams, first of all, are the Rams fans going to go to the game? You know, I saw the Rams website that they're not going to sell tickets to anyone that doesn't have a Los Angeles zip code. I mean, what a, what a freaking disgrace that you even have to worry about that. I mean, really, seriously now. Because when they played a couple of weeks ago, it was all 49er fans at SoFi. I can't imagine it being that way this game. I mean, I think there will be a lot of Niner fans, don't get me wrong, but I can't imagine it being the way it was two weeks ago. But if you're the Rams, the last team you wanted to see in the NFC Championship game was San Francisco. Now, you might say, well, come on, Grant. They'd rather play San Francisco at home than go to Green Bay on the road. Eh, you know what? I, I, I'm not really even so sure about that. I'm really not. I'm really not. Well, I guess we're going to find out on Sunday. I'll tell you this, though. If the Niners injury report is not bad, I think you're going to win the game. I really do. Now, if they don't have Trent Williams, that's a big loss. That's a big loss. So, you know, we'll see. You know, they beat them a couple weeks ago without Williams. We'll see if they can do it again. But you got Kansas City at home against a – Cincinnati team that's got nothing to lose here. Nobody expected them to be in this position. And now you go from Allen to Burrow. You got a moxie Cincinnati team. But the way Kansas City scored and the way Mahomes played and everything else, I mean, I I would be, I got to be honest, I'll be shocked. And I know they just played a couple of weeks ago, but this is a whole different animal this time around. I would love to see a San Francisco-Kansas City rematch in a Super Bowl. I really would. I know Alfred, who's on, would not like that. He's a diehard Rams fan, but I don't have a rooting interest in these four teams. I would love to see San Francisco and Kansas City again. Again, I think that would be a phenomenal Super Bowl. I can't imagine Cincinnati beating Kansas City. And no due, no due res, disrespect, I should say. Apologize for the call there. I hope, I hope that it's a good game. I hope it's a good game. I really do. All right. Hey, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, hit your hand icon, and we'll do it. All right? I want to hear from you. I gave you my thoughts on all the games. Now it's your turn. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and I'll get you right on. All right? The game's this weekend. Kansas City, at home, Cincinnati, and the Rams, and the 49ers. Is there anyone listening right now that thinks that Cincinnati is going to beat Kansas City? that would really surprise me. I don't know if it would shock me because I think Burrow is that special and Chase is special and Mixon and that that defense is pretty good. But I got to tell you, that would... I guess it wouldn't shock me, but I'd be very, very surprised. I would be very surprised indeed. And I, I think the Niners and the Rams... With five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, I think that game will be up for grabs. I really do. I can't see the Niners with how well they played not being in the game with five minutes left. Again, the only thing that concerns me would be their injury report. You know, we saw Samuel going off late in the game. He did say he was fine in the interview. You got Williams. You got a couple of other players. That would be a concern. Make no mistake about it. That would be a concern. All right, so hit your hand icon. Raise your hand. I'll put you up on stage, and we'll talk about arguably. I don't even think I have to say arguably. That's the greatest weekend in the history of the National Football League in terms of four great games. We've never had that before. We've never had that before. Marty, you're on with Grant Napier on Listen App. Go ahead, Marty.
2: Real quick, I know you touched on it earlier, but this morning I saw the news too about Ticketmaster limiting uh tickets to uh, people outside the greater LA area. I just yes. wanted to hear your thoughts on on on
1: on that. It's garbage. It's ridiculous. Now there is easy way to get around that. I mean, you can buy a, you know, card at a supermarket, you can put a LA zip code in, you can do all kinds of things. I mean, there are ways to get around that, but it just shows you how bad the fan base is in Los Angeles and what a travesty it is. It's a joke. It really is. Like, the, the fact that you have to worry about Rams fans not going to a championship game tells you all you need to know about the uh, Los Angeles market as a football market. There's only, there's only one team that should have been playing in L.A., and it should have been the Raiders. But the Raiders didn't want Mark Davis in L.A. They didn't want him anywhere near that market. So he went to Vegas... And you have the Rams and the Chargers. But you you know what I know. If the Raiders had been in LA instead of those two teams, you wouldn't have this problem. You would not and I'm not a Raiders fan, I'm just telling you the facts and the truth here.
2: Now it was only limited to Ticketmaster app. If you go to SeatGeek or uh Stubhub or anything like that, right. it's there open is to a, the public. right. Is that a is that a LA
1: Rams franchise thing or is that exclusive because Ticketmaster decides to do that? I Who, who's the don't control it. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if Ticketmaster's contract with the Rams specifies all of those things. I don't know the answer to that. It's a very good question. But again, I don't believe this will impact 49er fans that want to get tickets. I did see, though, Marty, the price of the tickets. Do you see what the tickets are going for? Oh my, I, I wish I had that money. Yeah, no kidding. Me too. Thanks, buddy. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Yep, yeah, thank you. Again, it's just ridiculous that you even have to... I I can't think of any team ever playing in a championship game that's got to worry about their fans not going and the other team having the stadium full of their fans. Seriously, how bad is that? It's embarrassing, is it not? Absolutely embarrassing. But that is the L.A. pro football market. It's always been a bad market. Always. Why do you think the Rams left in the first place? Why do you think the Raiders moved back to Oakland? I mean, it's pretty simple. It's a bad football market. Always has been, always will be. Terrible. Awful. I mean, the fact that we've been having this conversation, the Rams playing in the NFC Championship game at home, and you got to worry about the stadium being full, Of the other team's fans? That's awful. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand icon and we will do it. We'll get you right on. Rams, early favorite. Kansas City, obviously a favorite. Anyone out there betting against the 49ers with the kind of role that they're on? Again, they remind me so much of the Giants when the Giants beat the top seed Cowboys. And then went in the Green Bay, 20 below zero, and beat the Packers in overtime. It's exactly what it reminds me of. They had the exact same style of football, the physicality, and everything else. Let's get to Alfred. Al, how are you today?
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm alive, Grant. I'm yep. barely. Yep. Uh, you know, it, we actually I actually was texting a little bit. Thank you for responding, by the way. But I was, uh, first off, to your point of don't defer. On the kickoff, take the ball in the Green Bay-San Francisco game. So you are spot on with that like you usually are. And, uh, but, you know, I'm with you, I'm with you as well. I don't know what happened after after that drive. They go straight down the field. Yep. And after that, it was just nothing.
1: Nothing at all. I, I know that a lot of fans and the people I've talked to, the coaches script the first 15 plays or so, and they practice yeah. it over and over again. And I think maybe that has something to do with it. But I also think coaches make adjustments as the game goes on. And when they see a team exploiting a certain area, they make adjustments and then, you know, that it's a chess match. That's what happens.
3: Uh, I'm with you on, on the games. My, my rant, you know, I'm a, you, uh, you know, I'm a grand fan and I'll be going to the game on, I'll be going to, at the game on Sunday. I'm in Good for you. Cal, but I'm, yeah. But you know, uh, speaking of that, Nate, this is, LA man. LA is just LA. You know I and mean, I don't want to make excuses. is but it's just it's pathetic that they gotta pull this nonsense with the with the ticket sales. Yep. When when, you know, but every other team like, a couple of years ago, all the Cowboys fans showed up in the divisional uh, playoff yep. game. Yep. That's that's yeah, I don't know what I don't know what it's is it, is it la and all the thrills that go with it? Is it the Lakers or the You know, Lakers got 15 championships. The last Los Angeles Rams championship was in 1951. It's been like 71 years. Well, I,
1: I don't understand. You know, you can say all you want about everything that goes on in L.A., the weather, the beaches, everything else. We're talking about one day out of 365 days a year to go watch your local team. For the right to go to the Super Bowl, and you got to yeah. worry about the other team buying up all the tickets. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. Seriously. It is bad. It, it is.
3: It's it's an embarrassment. But you know, watching it from Northern Cal like I have, and I catch the games when they come up to play San Francisco, because I've been in the Sacramento area for a long time, and I grew up in the Bay Area. Yep. But you know, getting to the to the games though, I've, I'm totally with you. I mean, 13 seconds left. Come on, Buffalo. Well, I and mean, you know if you do a squib kick what if it goes out of bounds and then the other team's on your 40 yard leg? that's what Tampa Bay did twice Yep absolutely they uh, kick, they, yeah. they kick, and the squib it along if it if it rolls out of bounds you're on the other, te- other team you're on your 40 one pass at that point not two uh, or three one pass you're there so right Listen if you if they, you cannot if you cannot stop a team
1: with 13 seconds left from their own 25-yard line, you don't deserve to win the game. It's really that simple.
3: Absolutely. And you know, and so and as far as my team, I mean, God oh my God, you know, you know, play, you gotta focus. You got four the the center snapping the ball, the stafford the center forgets the count on the play, and I know, staffers that's not even you know, and they did everything they could to lose. And you know, glad, I appreciate your comment. Will they still one, my wife tries to tell me, stop complaining, they won. I go, I wish it could have been a little easier, but, you know, I can't – I shouldn't be complaining. They, no. they held off. And otherwise, matters. it would have been uh, someone walking around in a jersey. I always see these jerseys with Saints fans wearing these jerseys 28-3 to yep. on the score. And I will say, you know, your analogy of uh, the Giants and their uh, incredible run – you know, and almost like a team of destiny starting with the very last regular season game that year yeah, when they went all out yep. and played them, yep. you yep. know, to a standstill. It was a, and, and, you know, they gave them confidence. Niners are just, they're persevering. They, they sure whether, are. They, 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 that game wasn't so much about winning as about survival. The elements yep. were just atrocious and it whatever it takes, man, they, they, they blocked the punt and, recover. And, you know, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be, I'm with you. <laughs> I, <kinda went> <laughs> I didn't want to see the Niners again, but here we are, but you know, let's, I just hope they can go on and, and Stafford is just, he seems more dialed in. He's, yeah, he's not, dialed real, in. He's you dialed know, in. he's not, he's not like, like he looks confident to me. He looks like he's, he's yeah, stepping he back. He's, yep. he's taking, he, he's making the reads and blind lines blocking. Well, And if they can just not do the fumble Rooney, you know, I think uh, he looks good, though. He he didn't blink, you know. He could have played for the overtime or been conservative. No question. He took the shot, and, you know, hopefully it works out. But, yeah, the weekend was just exhausting. After the Ram game, I'm exhausted. Then I started watching that crazy – Bill's, how t- what was it, 28 points in the last two minutes or something
1: like that? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing and incredible. Well, listen, it's good talking to you. I'm sure I'll talk yeah. to you before the game, but uh, congratulations, yeah. and uh, you're going to have a great time at the game. Thank you very much. Oh,
3: well, thank you for taking my call. I always appreciate your comments. Uh, no, it's
1: my pleasure. Your thank you very much. Really appreciate it. You know, and then a lot of people are talking about the overtime. Listen, I would love for there to be a possession for the bills last night i would love that but you know everyone knows the rule before the game starts so you can't bitch about that i mean I, i'm not crazy about the system but you know again everyone knows the rules before the game starts that's just the way it is all right let's get to some more phone calls here on listen up and we check in with Forrest. Forrest, good afternoon how are you sir good afternoon
4: grants well you know leave it to the nfl i think they're the most proactive of all the uh major sports teams, they'll, they'll come up with a change. Cause yeah, I, I agree when there's a game like that, you know, that's, that's kind of a once in a lifetime kind of game, but we kind of saw that game with the Rams and the Chiefs and what was it Thursday night, a couple, three years ago, where they were just going back and forth, yep. but they'll, they'll, they'll adapt to that because yesterday's game, it's like, you know, the old saying, whoever has the ball last will, will win. Correct. Um, and then Alfred, you know, I didn't catch all of <laughs> Alfred's call, but I, I feel for you, Alfred, but uh, my dad and I were watching it uh, yesterday, and oh boy, the Rams game on pins and needles the whole time. And um, you know, the, but that you, you just can't forget. That's why you build a lead, because momentum is always going to change somewhere in the game, and you could see it coming, and you, everybody knew what yep. was going to happen. Yeah. We just didn't know how it was going to happen. I know Cam Akers has got to feel horrible today with those two fumbles, but. And then then with Brian Allen hiking the ball over Stafford's head, you know, that's bound to happen because the noise, you know, they told him the noise bothered him in SoFi. So San Francisco, if they're thinking they're going to get the same Rams team that they have the last six times that they've lost, I don't think so. I think that game yesterday, the big positive that I can pull out of it is that Stafford said, wanted to be in that position. He got in that position and he delivered.
1: Yeah, he did. He definitely delivered. uh, And, you know the team that makes the fewest mistakes on Sundays going to the Super Bowl uh, and that's just the bottom line. I and I got to see that Niners injury report on Wednesday. I think that's going to be very telling. They had they were really banged up in that game on Saturday in Green Bay.
4: Oh, were they were they missing some starters?
1: Well, they got a couple of guys that got hurt in the middle of the game. The biggest is the left their all-pro left tackle Trent Williams who um, did not look good at all. Leaving the right. locker room on crutches, and we'll find out on Wednesday when they have to come out with the injury report. But I, I can't imagine him being. Well, I'll tell you this: there's no way in the world he's going to be 100%. That much I can tell you. Is he going to be good enough to play? I got to tell you, with Aaron Donald and the way the Rams rush the passer with Von Miller, you know, if Trent Williams is not at least 90%, I don't think you can have him on the field. I really don't
4: yeah and i don't i don't know what their uh, backup situation i know the rams backup up the uh, o-line has been they've been using backups all year long and they've stepped yep. up and there's been no drop-off whatsoever no bloom was awesome yesterday with what what uh, yep. out but uh, what's going to be back taylor raps going to be back yep robert rochelle's going to be back ernest jones the rams linebacker is going to be back i don't are you familiar with the uh, talk show host rob parker
1: i am not he,
4: i'm not sure what uh He's a uh, sports reporter, and he's also a uh, a professor in, uh, I forget which college, but um, he's he's on with, um, oh, dang it, I forget the guy's name in the afternoon, uh, but he's he's from Detroit, and he's been a basher of, he's the one who came up with the nickname Stat Padford. Oh, about wow. Matthew, because of all the stats, that he, sure. that he would pad his stats in the fourth quarter when the game's already decided. So I'm just wondering what he's saying now, because he's been saying that Matt Stafford is not an all pro and hall of famer quarterback at all. And I'm just, well, I
1: don't curious. think he's a hall of famer. I, don't, I I can't put him in the hall of fame. I mean, he doesn't have a hall of fame career. He may, I mean, he may before it's all said and done, but right now, based on his career, I, there's no way he's a hall of famer, but is he a pro bowler? Yeah. He had a pro bowl year. He had a phenomenal year. And, you know, the Rams are very confident with him a quarterback, but I don't think there's, uh, uh, to me, Matthew Stafford's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame if his career ended today. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can't be a Hall what, of Fame quarterback what, with only what, two playoff what, wins
4: what one thing would you keep him out just the playoffs not
1: yeah i mean the, the the national football league is is about what you do in january and february and yeah i could you yes you could say he's been on some bad teams but you know what there there were a lot of hall of fame quarterbacks that were on bad teams that still managed to get into the playoffs a number of times and and do well i mean i, I i'm sorry matthew stafford to me is not a hall of fame quarterback we'll have that debate yeah. though at the end of the year it would be interesting to see what people think now if he goes on and wins this game Sunday and ends up being the MVP in the Super Bowl, maybe we'll start thinking of him as an as a Hall of Fame quarterback. But right now, personally, I wouldn't vote him in as a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, that's my opinion. Yeah, I
4: I, I kind of lean that way too because you know, this what today's game. The stats are inflated. You know, he was the fastest sure they
1: are to to, to twenty
4: thousand, and you look sure. back at Sonny Jurgensen or some of the you know, old time quarterbacks and they were throwing for 1700 yards for a a season. But uh, to to counter that point, though, not him, you know, with the MVP race there, everybody wants to hand it to uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I don't, man, yesterday he was just not engaged. He just didn't seem to care. He seemed to be too cool for the room. I mean, for his, uh, the game on uh, Saturday with San Francisco. And I don't think he was the MVP at all for the
1: year. Well I I don't agree with you uh, you can't base it on the playoff game because the award is based on what you do during the regular season. who was better than him during the regular season all right maybe maybe Tom Brady right Maybe Cooper Cup had a better year maybe Taylor from the Colts but okay let's just say let's 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 let's, let's just talk quarterback who had a better year at the quarterback position than Aaron Rodgers Maybe maybe Tom Brady right? And then if you want to go non-quarterback, you want to go Cooper Cup. I mean, if you don't think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, I'm okay with that, but he he's in the top three, and that really is not even debatable. Now, he was an MVP on Saturday. He didn't play like an MVP, but the award is based during the regular season for us, and if you're not going to give him the MVP, I'm okay with that, but he's no worse than third this year in the MVP balloting. No worse than third. Yeah,
4: i He's definitely up there because of his stats, but
1: uh, you no, know, no, 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 there. no, 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 not the stats. The Green Bay Packers had the best record in the National Football League. They he, he had the stats, but it's also about wins. They had the best record in the National Football League, and he was the quarterback with great stats. It's not just the stats; it's the fact that his team had the best record in the league. Yeah,
4: they that's yeah. It's it's not, not an absolute either. It's not. Yes or no question. It's how much though. When it really comes down to it, he did not deliver. And then, what's their record for when he's not? The yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But they're one and zero. But, but, <laughs> but, you're you you you're you're basing the award on something that it's not predicated on. It has nothing to do with the postseason. And oh by the way, in the one game he didn't play this year, they weren't one zero. They were zero and one. They lost at Kansas City with Jordan Love at quarterback.
4: That's right. Yeah, I was thinking that the that they won the game yeah, that he didn't play in. Yeah, and it's I know Aaron Rodgers is polarizing, and that you know that's going to play into it a little bit. I'm sure, um, but we'll we'll see. My vote would probably go for uh, Tom Brady, um, just because he takes more shots downfield. I, I think Rodgers is too conservative, and he tries not to throw any interceptions and. I don't think in, in the locker room. I don't yeah, I don't know, but you would know more than that. But anyway, I'm I think the Rams are going to be okay on uh, I think they're going to win it in San
1: Francisco. They're going to beat them. Okay, hey, thank you, Forrest. You have a great rest of the day.
4: All right. Just love your YouTube stuff. I've been following thank your you. rants. Thank
1: you. Hey, I you. really Bye-bye. means a lot. Thank you for your support. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It's a good call from Forrest. Again, Aaron Rodgers is not good on Saturday. No question, but the MVP has nothing to do with Saturday. I mean, it just doesn't. And if you want to give the MVP to Cooper Cup, I'm fine with that. If you want to give it to Tom Brady, I'm fine with that. You want to give it to Aaron Rodgers, I'm fine with that. But Rodgers is no worse than third this year in the MVP voting. They had the best record in the NFL. He had a tremendous year. I mean, that th- that's all there is to it. And I'm with Forrest. He certainly didn't. He certainly didn't play like an MVP on Saturday. There's no doubt about that. But the award's not based on Saturday. It's based on the 17 games during the regular season. Now, if you wanted to include the playoffs, it, right now, who's your MVP?
2: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is it Patrick Mahomes? I mean, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to say, okay, we're going to include the playoffs, who's your MVP? Is it Mahomes? Is it Cup? I mean, look at what, look at what Cup did on, you know, yesterday in Tampa. Maybe you give him the MVP, Right? So if you did include the playoffs, let's just say you included the playoffs. Who are you giving the MVP to? Rodgers would not be the guy if you include the playoffs. He only had one game. And you take Tennessee out. They don't have an MVP on their team. Everyone else has played two games. Based on that, who are you giving the MVP to? Right? Who played better than Josh Allen in their two playoff games? Nobody. Nobody. But you're not giving him the MVP, right? Who are you giving the MVP award to if you include the playoffs? At that, uh, c- could it be Cup? Uh, it could very well be. Absolutely. Could very well be. All right, if you want to get in on the program, very good call by Forrest. Raise your hand. Hit that hand icon, and I'll put you right up on stage. But, you know, you you can, you can don't have to like Aaron Rodgers. You can disagree with his stance on, you know, being vaccinated and everything else. That's fine. But on the field, the guy had an MVP year. That's not debatable. We can't even debate that. You may not give him the MVP, but he had an MVP year. I mean, it's just – that's not debatable. Best record in the NFL – with great stats and the, you know again I don't I don't know how you could possibly you know go against that now this week all right assuming and I shouldn't just automatically assume but I'm going to assuming that Kansas City were to win the game against Cincinnati do you feel that the matchup against the 49ers or the Rams would make for a better Super Bowl. Understand that the game is in L.A., which in this particular case doesn't mean squat to me. But assuming, assuming that the Chiefs were to beat Cincinnati, who do you think would be, or who, what team do you think would make for the most entertaining game in L.A. two weeks from Sunday? Would you say the rematch of three Super Bowls ago in San Francisco, the game that was in Miami, in which the Niners looked like they were in complete control? And then the Niners thought they had a turnover touchdown and they celebrated in the end zone and they got carried away. And from that point forward in the fourth quarter, it was all Kansas City. The Niners vaunted defense, could not stop Mahomes. Garoppolo missed a couple of wide open throws to Kittle. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Would that make for a better Super Bowl than the Rams, assuming that Kansas City wins? And if Cincinnati wins, wow. Could you imagine Cincinnati going into Kansas City and Joe Burrow playing in the Super Bowl in only a second year? That would be some story, would it not? That would be some story. All right, again, if you want to get on the program today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, And we will put you right on. Tomorrow, on my podcast, and anyone that has listened to me over the decades knows that I do not enjoy mixing sports and politics. I don't like it. But in this particular case, I can't avoid it. And tomorrow on my podcast, I'm talking about the Winter Olympics, which start next week in Beijing. And with the Uyghur genocide and everything else that has happened lately in China, all right. And and it can't be avoided. Bob Costas was on CNN yesterday talking about the IOC should be ashamed of themselves for having the games in China. There are others that are now coming out and being outspoken against this. I am not in favor of boycotting the Olympics because I feel it is unjust and unfair to the athletes who have been training their entire lives. And in most cases, this is a one-shot deal to participate in the Olympics. And I've never felt that our athletes should be the ones that have to make the sacrifice by boycotting the games. I'm not a fan of boycotting the games. So this is an interesting topic because NBC, the rights holders, are partners with the Olympics and the IOC? That's basically what it boils down to. Are they going to ignore it? Are they going to avoid it? And if not, what's China going to do if they don't like the coverage? We saw what China did when they didn't like what the NBA was doing. They said, okay, good. We're not televising your games over here anymore. And they didn't. And I believe it was a $400 million loss to the NBA. And what's going to happen if athletes try to take things into their own hands with protest or whatever else they may or may not do. Then what's NBC going to do? So there's a lot of talk leading up to the Winter Games next week in regards to China. So tomorrow I'm going to spend a good portion of my podcast talking about that and some other things as well That's tomorrow on If You Don't Like That. All right? And then I'm going to have Bob Valvano on. I was supposed to have Bob on Friday, but he came down with COVID and got sick. So I couldn't have him on. We had to postpone that. I may uh, have Bob on this Friday or next Tuesday, depending on how he's feeling. Bob is an amazing story. He's the brother of Jim Valvano. Uh, I met Bob at ESPN Radio back in the 90s. Been very close with Bob. And... Really looking forward to uh, speaking with him on my podcast. He also uh, had to endure a battle with cancer last year. He's currently in remission. Thank goodness for that. Bob is the uh, color analyst for Louisville basketball. Also does college basketball on ESPN. So really a phenomenal man. Love Bob and uh, hope to have him on either this Friday or next Tuesday. All right. So just looking ahead to that. Hey, before we wrap it up, if you want to come on the program, all you got to do is raise your hand, hit the hand icon, uh, and we will put you right on here on this episode on Listen App. Coming at you again tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Obviously, a lot of NFL football. If you are a fan of the Kings, they opened up the road trip with a loss in Milwaukee. Uh, They've had a couple days off. They play in Boston tomorrow. It is game two of the five-game trip. They are now in 12th place in the West as they are heading towards the basement of the Western Conference. They are four games back in the loss column of the 10th place Blazers, and they are now two games back in the loss column of the 11th place Pelicans. So it's uh, like sayonara, you know, goodbye. That's pretty much what it boils down to. And I don't really see, you know, any deal that the Kings may or may not make helping them out for this year. I, I don't see it at all. I know a lot of people are talking about Ben Simmons. I wouldn't take Ben Simmons if he were for free. I've completely changed my opinion on this. You could give him to me for nothing, and I wouldn't take him. I really wouldn't. I I think that is way too big of a risk. And when I say risk, I know the Kings really don't have anything to lose because they've been bad for an entire generation. But I wouldn't take Ben Simmons. I wouldn't. And I know you have to do something, but I wouldn't do that. Brian, you're on with Grant. Hi, Brian.
2: Hey Grant, been enjoying listening to the show today. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no. As a Niner fan, as we spoke, that blocked uh, field goal in the, the first half was is it was like we got a touchdown. That that feeling, we were still in the game. Yeah. And you could just sense it changed the whole momentum in a game like that. You don't want to go down 10-0 with snow and the elements and everything. And of course, our offense didn't even score a touchdown. So what a what as it turned out, what a play that was.
1: You're completely right. A two possession game probably ends the game. You know, if you're down by two scores, then you're probably done. So I, you're absolutely right. It did change the entire momentum. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, there was a. It was a weird feeling that, as a Niners fan, usually, you know, I sound weird. I don't know if you ever experienced this when you, you know, watch your Giants and stuff. When we won that game, I was like calmly shocked that we won that game. It was just. I felt like there were so many times that we, should, the game should have been over, uh, and we just kept making the plays, and all of a sudden, you know, there we are, and Gold just puts it through, and it's over. And I was just like, wow, I cannot believe we won that game.
1: And it's called hanging around and hanging around and hanging around when maybe you shouldn't be in the game, but you just keep it you keep it alive, and before you know it, you're in a position to win. And how about that kick by Robbie Gold right down the middle, you know, in that condition, from that distance, in that cold uh i mean there was no doubt about it as soon as it left his foot you knew that was good that was a big time kick by robbie gold big time
2: yeah no kidding that is kind of overlooked i mean that that was no gimme at that distance yep. that those conditions and you know what and, else is overlooked
1: i'll tell you what else is overlooked that no one ever talks about the the center with the with the cold football with his cold hands and the holder with that hard football that's cold you know it's not just a kicker the center and the holder are just as important as the kicker, and yet we don't ever talk about that.
2: 100%, and now even on the replay, seeing the holder, I mean, everyone's personal preference, no gloves if my memory is right. right. It's just like it's just unreal. And yep. then, you know, switching gears, I mean, hard to believe two defensive coordinators, more or less, uh, their decision and what scheme to run, more or less lose the game. Yep. With Tampa, as well as what Buffalo did, Yep. Those topics that we're talking about are different topics. You know, it's easy to bring up, but regardless if it's a squib kick, you kick it out. What kind of defense are you running? The Bills are are have a. Why do you deviate so much to where they can get two plays? It's just unbelievable to
1: me. It is unbelievable. They played they played not to lose instead of playing to win on defense, and I don't understand yeah. that. I really don't. Yeah,
2: you know, and personally, I was I like seeing new blood. I was hoping Buffalo was going to win that game, yeah. and. You know, you know, Mahomes is great. We we all know that. And to your point, obviously, as a Niner fan, I'm I would love to see a rematch. Uh, obviously, if, I, if I'm betting, I want to see the Bengals. But a rematch either way would be a, a fun game, assuming we can get past the Rams, which is yep. not going to be an easy task, in my opinion. Not 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 one bit at all.
1: Brian, always good hearing from you, man. Appreciate yep. the phone call. Good stuff. Um, I'm with I'm with him on Leslie Frazier. I don't understand that defense at all. That makes zero sense to me, it really does. And I think the Bills would have beat Cincinnati. I think they would have crushed them up there in Buffalo with that atmosphere. And but it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. And maybe I'm selling Cincinnati short because they've been very impressive, you know, with the Raiders uh, and then the Titans. But let me tell you something, Ryan Tannehill, please. Uh, He was terrible. Three interceptions. One, I don't really think his fault. Tip ball. I can't really blame him on that. That was a great play by the defense. But, I mean, you can't turn the ball over like that in the playoffs. Uh, That was absolutely brutal. Absolutely uh, brutal. Nothing. No other way you can say it. Absolutely brutal. All right. So, tomorrow, uh, we'll do it again at 3 o'clock right here on Listen App. Uh, Get ready with your phone calls. Uh, We will talk As long as you want me to go, check out my podcast tomorrow. Again, I don't really enjoy talking about the subject matter, but my podcast is a little bit different, and I feel that it was topical, and I feel it needs to be explored with the Olympics starting uh, next week uh, in Beijing. I'm just curious. Are you watching the Olympics? Are you into the Olympics? Um, It kind of almost seems like, eh, you know, I'm not going to watch it that much. I really won't. I'm, I'll i tell you my favorite event is the downhill, both the men and the women. That's my favorite event in the Winter Olympics. Love that event. And I'll watch that. I love the skiing. Um, yeah, I like the skating too. You know, there, there are certain events that I do like. There are a lot of events that I don't like. But you know, I love the downhill. You know, definitely think the figure skating is a great event. But Other than that, I don't know how much of the Olympics I'll be watching uh, from Beijing. But, you know, maybe if you want to get in on that tomorrow, you can tell me whether you are interested in the Olympics, whether you will uh, watch or not. But I'll tell you, if it becomes political, I'm turning it off. I'll tell you that right now. You know, if the athletes try to get political, I'm turning it off. And I know I'm talking about the Olympics and politics, which I normally don't do. But once I turn the Olympics on, if I watch it, I better not be I better not be turning it on for anything else other than the competition. I hate that. I hate that. So, I'll tell you right now if that's the way it goes, I will turn the Olympics off and I will not turn it back on. Won't do it. Will not do it. And I think there's a lot of issues that we need to be talking about you know as it relates to China, and I'm not I'm not ignoring that, but I'm talking about for this competition when the athletes are performing I'm turning on the TV to watch the athletic competition I'm not turning on the TV to get a political narrative thrown in my face or anything else so that's just me if you feel different I respect how you feel but I'm not doing it not I'm not I'm not gonna watch it if that's the direction uh, these Olympic Games uh, go in all right make it a great rest of the day thank you so much for listening here on listen app back tomorrow at three o'clock stay safe everybody Grant Napier is saying so